Grace and mercy and peace are all yours, yours to go and share. All from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word for our meditation this morning is the epistle lesson from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Paul writes, by inspiration of the Spirit, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of our Lord. Do you ever think if this were true, what it would mean for you? If this was just different in my life, how, how my life would be? If I just had a little bit more money, how different my life could be? What would be true for me if, if there was more money in that bank account? Or maybe it's your health. Right? If I just had better health, oh, the things I could do. How different would my life be if I wouldn't get up with all these aches and pains and have to take all this medication and that, all these health woes that are holding me back? If that were only true. Or if I had certain abilities and talents that I don't have. How different would my life be if that were true for me? You ever do that? I think we all do at some point, don't we? Think about how our life would be different if there was something different in our life. If those things were true about us, how that would change who we are and what we do. How different would your life be if you didn't have to do anything to get right with God? How different would everything be if you were reconciled to God, not by anything you do, but by what another did for you? Would that make a difference? I mean, if that were true for you, would that change how you look at life? What your purpose is? Would it change what's important to you? Would it make a difference if that was true for you as you think about life after this one? What would your life look like? 
If you were reconciled to God, not by what you do, but by the work of another. Can you think about how different that can look? That your life stops becoming about striving and trying to become something that you know you never can be? Trying to earn the favor and the love of God by how you live, what you do? If that was true for you, how different would things be for you? Well, dear Christian, I know that you know that that is true for you. I know that you know that that is a fact, but what difference is it making in your life? It is true for you. So how has it changed your purpose for living? What your priorities are? What your goals in life are? Has it? I think every one of us can look at our life and say, not as much as it should, and maybe not at all. That how easily I just fall into the ways of this world and, and live for this life and live for the things of this life. And my priority and my goals are the, the things that this world chases after. That I'm viewing everything still from a worldly point of view. Even though I know what is true. So maybe you need to be reminded again of what is true. And, and that's probably why you come here week after week, don't you? Because you need that reminder. You need to be shown again and again and again who you really are. What God has made you to be. What the truth really is as a world is bombarding you with all these falsehoods. As your own sinful flesh is trying to convince you of other things. About what your God has done for you. And how that changes absolutely everything. That truth gives us new purpose, new hope, a new reason to live, new goals, a new way to look at this life and the one after the grave. Listen to what has been done for you. Our lesson says, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. God has taken action and God has reconciled you to himself. That word reconcile is such a beautiful word, isn't it? It's to fix something. There was a problem there and, and God comes in and he reconciles himself to you. And you to him. Not by what you do, not because you try to get your life right and clean it up and, and be better than other people and go to church on Sunday mornings and give your offerings. That is not how you are reconciled to God. He says it is through Christ that you are reconciled to him. Through another, through a substitute, through one who takes your place. We hear that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Think about that. We, we like to refer to this as the great exchange. That he who had no sin, that perfect substitute, that perfect Savior, Jesus Christ, took our sins upon himself. He became sin for us. On a cross, God the Father poured out his 
holy wrath upon his own son because of that sin that was put on him, your sin and mine. And now that God looks at us, because those sins were placed on Jesus, he sees what he needs to see. Righteousness. Holiness. You see, friends, how God has reconciled you to himself through Christ? He has taken your sin and he has graciously given you the righteousness and holiness of Christ. That that is what you stand before him wearing. That you are holy and blameless in his sight through Christ Jesus. That is who you are. That is what he has made you to be. And in your baptism, God brought you that gift of faith. Gave you that robe of righteousness to wear. There he made you his very own. There he reconciled you to himself. Friends, that is who you are. That is who God has made you to be. And think about what difference that makes. That this life is not about striving to become good enough for God, but that through Christ you are good, perfectly good in his sight. There's nothing for you to reconcile with God. It's already done. You are free. Your sins are forgiven. You are at peace with the almighty God. In Christ Jesus, you are dearly loved. You are an heir of eternal life. And that means this life has a new purpose. That means that you have new goals and new priorities when you know that who you are, what difference this makes in your life, because this is truth. It changes how you live, doesn't it? We don't live for ourselves anymore. Listen to what Paul says to the Corinthians and to us. He says, Because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died, he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. See what difference this makes in your life? This truth that you have been reconciled to God through Christ, it means that your life is not about you anymore. This means that your not, life is not about living for yourself. It is all about giving glory and honor to the one who died and rose for you. What else can we do, dear Christians? When we know what God has made us to be, that we are at peace with our Heavenly Father, that eternal life is ours, this life now is that opportunity to thank God it's thanksgiving and praise for what he has done for us in Christ Jesus. We don't live for ourselves anymore, but for the one who lived and died and rose for us. Paul says that we are something new. He says in verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. Now it's true, you still have that sinful flesh that resides within you that you hate, that often rears its ugly head and does those things you don't want to do, thinks those things you don't want to think, says those words that you don't want coming out of your mouth, that old sinful flesh that still unfortunately resides within us. Martin Luther once said, I'm paraphrasing here, that in baptism, God drowns that sinful flesh, but that, that bugger can swim. Right? 
So every day, what do we do? We go back to the waters of our baptism, and there we see that that sinful flesh was drowned, put to death. That old self was crucified with Christ, that was buried in the tomb with him, and now we are raised to be something new. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus, and your baptism is your proof of that, that you are a new creation. You have new life in Christ Jesus. Friends, you see how this changes your life. You are not a slave to your sinful flesh. You are not a slave to that old self. No, you have been freed from that. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And you are invited daily to go back and repent. You're invited to go back to those waters of your baptism every day and see again there how God, how God views you. Not according to that sinful flesh. Not according to that old self. He says, that's gone. That is not you. That is not your identity. You are a new creation. You are righteous and holy in my sight. Dear friends, think about what that means in your daily life as you struggle with sin. God does not see you for your sin. He sees you for that holiness of Jesus. And daily washes you clean of all of those sins and reminds you of who you are. It changes how you live. Changes how you view people too, doesn't it? How you view your relationships, how you view your life with other people. Paul writes, we don't regard anybody from a worldly point of view anymore. We don't view people as tools to be used by us. We don't view them as people that can give us what we need and what we want. We don't view people from a worldly point of view anymore. Said, how do we view them? We view them how God views them. As blood-bought souls. As those he dearly loves. As those that we have been set free to serve and to love and to forgive. That our relationships are not about what we can get out of them, but what we can put in them. You see how different that looks in your life? How that changes how you live? In your marriage? With your children, with your friends, with your coworkers, with your neighbors. We don't regard anyone from a worldly point of view anymore. But we see, we look and see who they are in the sight of God too. People who have been, he longs for them to know that have been set free from their sins too. And that gives our life purpose, doesn't it? When we no longer view people from a worldly point of view, we have a new purpose in this life. Paul writes, he says that all this again, this is all from God, who, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Just think about that. God entrusts this message of reconciliation to you and to me. To you and to me. That we have this message to proclaim to our spouse and to our children and to our neighbors and to our coworkers and to our friends and to our community as a church. The message of reconciliation, that God reconciles sinners to himself in Christ Jesus. 
And that's why our message here and our sermons here and our Bible studies here and what we proclaim to our community is not how to be a better person, how you can do all of these things to get right with God, how you can have a better life here on this earth. No. The message that we have to proclaim is reconciliation. The good news of a Savior. The good news that God has done all for all in Christ Jesus. There's nothing to do. How amazing is it that we are Christ's ambassadors, Paul writes, as though God were making his appeal through us. God makes this appeal to the world through us. Be reconciled to God. That's who we are. That's our life's purpose. To be ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador is someone who just speaks on someone's behalf. And the message, is that they, the message they have is the message that they've been told to speak. Right? If we have an ambassador in a foreign country... For the United States of America, they are not over there making their own policies and making things up and, you know, deciding what they're going to say. They are told what to say. They are a representative for the United States of America, that ambassador. They speak on behalf of the United States, the message they've been given. And that is what we go and do. We go and proclaim what we know, the message that we have been given. We go and we proclaim reconciliation of sinful human beings and a holy God through the work of Jesus Christ. Our life has new purpose, dear people of God. Those who know that they have been reconciled. This is the truth. This is the difference this makes in your life. You look at your life differently. Your life has a new purpose. You have new goals, new priorities because of who God has made you to be in Christ Jesus. You know, there are many things that compel us in our life, isn't there? Different things that compel you to get out of bed every morning. Different things that compel you to go to your job again tomorrow morning. Different things that compel you to be there for your family and, and help other people. Lots of things that compel us to do these things in our life. But for a Christian, you know what compels us in absolutely everything? Everything we do, everything we say, everything we are, you know what we're compelled by? Paul tells us it's Christ's love for us. The love that he has first shown us compels us to be who he's called us to be. Something new. A new creation. To live in that new identity that we have as God's people, reconciled to him, holy and blameless in his sight, wearing that righteousness of Christ. We are compelled by that love of Christ that calls us to be his ambassadors. That's what we're here for, isn't it? We're reviewing our mission statement. Who we are as a church why God has planted us here at this time, that we get to go and be his ambassadors 
as a congregation, as we gather together and we have plans to reach out into our community and beyond, as we support our church bodies, we support missions throughout the world, we are Christ's ambassadors so that many more can know that they too can be reconciled to God through Christ Jesus. We do that as a church. We do that here together in a ministry, but then we all go individually, don't we? As those ambassadors. To proclaim that message, be reconciled to God. To everyone who needs to hear it. May Christ's love compel you to be who God has called you to be. To remind you daily of who you are. And to see how different that changes why you live and how you live. God grant you his strength to live in that love of Christ. Amen. Please stand.